This episode I'm joined by, I can't, I've got no other way to put it, and probably one of the best players to come out of the UK in the last sort of 10 years and who's, gonna, who's got a great opportunity to play in the CFL, Cadell King. He's an absolute athlete, he's an absolute gentleman of a person and he's a fantastic guy. This conversation, we talk about everything everything that American football has gave to him and everything that he's taken a part in and he's a great guy, he's a great teammate and I can't wait for, to see which CFL team signs him. First and first in this podcast, the uh, opening question I always start off with is how you've been keeping, obviously COVID's happened, but how how are you actually, like mentally, how how, how have you been? Uh, up and down, but um, good overall. Mm-hmm. Know, it's, it's a blessing to still be playing football and travelling okay. in Europe at this time. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Nice. It's, it always comes with its ups and downs and stuff, but it, it it's a very difficult situation for everyone. Um, so I do, I do thank you for your time. Obviously, I don't know where you are at the moment, but I'm sure this conversation will know by the end of it. So, just a small sort of recap into people if they don't know much about yourself is um, how did you get into the sport of American football? Uh, so I started in 2011. Yep. Uh, my big bro, he went with some of his friends to a KXR practice. Yep. Um. It was raining that day, so I was meant to go with him, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of quit when he went by himself. I was like, I don't need to go mm-hmm. by himself. But he yeah. came back, and he told me I really like it. So I went on NFL.com at the time, and they had like a little uh, questionnaire thing yeah. where it asks you what type of player do you like so you can choose a position. Yeah. So clicked on clicked on that. It said linebacker and tight end. Yeah. Went my brother with the intention to play tight end. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can't excels, but I didn't have hands at the time, so they put me on D line, mm-hmm. and then I, I went from there. Yeah, I yeah, very interesting. Obviously, you yes, see the competitive edge with you and your you and your brother. Yeah, it's a bit yeah, brilliant. So specifically playing at Kent, how how was your experience there? Obviously, when I say how was your experience, like how did it develop? It it was um interesting experience. I loved my time at KX. I was, um, had some great coaches, mm-hmm. had some interesting coaches, um, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the best. And I knew that there was better at the time in the UK. So I knew about London Warriors. I knew about London I understand. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, um, so I did two years in Bristol and I wanted uh, to play at a higher com- uh, level. Yep. And took me to Bristol Academy. Yep. How how was the adjustment moving from Kent to Bristol? It was, it was um a step, mm-hmm. a real step to be honest, because um a lot of so a couple of guys who came in with me, I played them, mm-hmm. um, when I was at Kent Exiles, yeah, and they were the best players on their team. So I was coming into a situation where I had to compete against the best, some of the best players. In I understand, the, in, yeah, in the UK at the time. That's good. Yeah. So it was a big step, yeah, a big nah, step. That's, that's really good, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, so yeah, Bristol was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot, made a couple of life uh, long friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it again, um, it could have been better. Yeah, for the at the time, but I think because when I went to Bristol, it was one of the earlier stages, so they yes. didn't have they didn't have everything together. So mm-hmm. it could have been better. I think they've improved everything now. Of course, 
but yeah, that's what led me to yeah. leave the UK and end up going to Canada. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so touching on then to Canada, how was the recruitment process to colleges? Did you uh, from Bristol? How how was that sort of? Because it's a very different approach to it. If you was doing it to Europe, obviously you're applying to different yeah. schools. Was you applying, or was they sending you offers? How does it sort of? How did that sort of transpire? How did that work? So I had uh, I had like two recruiting stories. One from when I was in um, Bristol, and other one when I went to um, prep school in Canada. Mm-hmm. When I was in the UK, it was a lot harder, not much support, and I was sending like thousands of yes, hundreds of emails a day. Like I counted before, hundreds of emails a day, getting no responses. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly aiming at like D three, D two level. Oh, I understand. Uh, yeah. So then I played for Team Europe this summer. Yeah. The New Year's before I left to Canada. Mm-hmm. And we played Team Mexico, Team USA. Is and, that the uh, Europe Warriors? Am I correct? No, so it was FBU Europe. It's, oh, it's, yes, there's another yeah. one. Yes, I know. So are you right? Yeah. FBU, yeah. If one was like a, it's an old one. I don't think they're around anymore. I think they do it, but I think they've been replaced by another Team Europe. Yeah. But yeah, back then it was FBU Team Europe. Mm-hmm. Players from Netherlands, Germany mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Uh, we played so we played Team Canada, Team Mexico and Team USA. Yeah. Um when we were out there I performed well. Mm-hmm. And I started, and, and colleges started hitting me up. Yeah. Um that's why I got my first interest from Canada. Mm-hmm. I think five Canadian five or six Canadian schools hit me up off that. Brilliant. Yeah. And then I started getting some emails from high D twos, yep. uh lower lower level D1s mm-hmm. so when I went to Canada it was more so I was I still had to send emails not hundreds of emails every day I understand now. Yeah. I had, my, I had uh, some good interest yep. so I kind of like it was a lot easier too because my coaches um, had been through the yes. season before so they knew what they were doing okay it wasn't so much so me sending off emails it's more so the coaches speaking to my coaches yes and then speaking to me about um, visits, yeah. when I should come down, mm-hmm. like that, yeah. Yeah. So just a few things I want to touch on. When you was competing in the games against Canada, Mexico and USA, now, currently this is a very objective question, but uh, size-wise for yourself, how did you kind of set, set stand up against them? Was you sort of, did you, now obviously we, I don't want you to say everyone's bigger or whatnot, but do you think that your yeah. general size that you was at kind of played to your advantage at that point? Yeah, um, when we played Team Canada, we're the same size. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. Yeah, that's guys. what I'm trying yeah. to touch on. So you were kind. So you was. It didn't really feel like the the standard wasn't that achievable because obviously. Yeah. You were, yeah. No, that's a that's a very interesting point. So um, you know the U.S. Army All American game. Yep. So FBU basically run that. Mm-hmm. Um. So when we had our Team Europe games, mm-hmm. we were training not alongside but in the same field as the All-Americans yes and we went to watch their game so mm-hmm. funny enough in the game there'll be players like like I remember Derek Henry was playing the game okay Jalen Smith was playing the game and um, other than people like Derek Henry or let's say Dylan Moses yes I'm not sure yeah you, I know yeah. Dylan Moses Dylan Moses he, looks like he's been ready to yeah he was, on the, he was on the sideline at the time <laughs> So yeah, but like other than like guys like guys like that, of course, and you know the big old linemen, yeah, we were similar size to everyone. Yeah, so 
that really gave me confidence saying okay, no, I yeah, can compete. Uh, 100%. I, I, I would suspect it to. I mean, let's, uh, let me just be honest, what I'm kind of trying to touch on with you is that just asking about your general size. I mean, if you're looking at the people you're comparing yourself to, Derek Henry, Jalen Smith and Dylan Moses, like, you are the right size to play football. <laughs> you, yeah. you're looking, if you're looking at it, no matter what position you play, it, you're, you're kind of in the right sort of stature. Like, you're, you're, mm. you're in the right place. It's just, obviously, where does it go from there? So, when you got to Canada and you was at the school, like, can you touch on your sort of point of... I'm not. How can I put it? You've gained the confidence of understanding you fit in, you you belong. But when you went to Canada, obviously it becomes a whole different situation again. Is that if that makes sense? Like, so how did how did you deal with that? Um. So, when I think my situation is unique because my prep school, mm-hmm. we were playing um, high schools in the states. So we were playing. Yeah. Um, at the time, number se- number two ranked mm-hmm. in the nation, St. Edwards, we were playing high schools like St. Ignatius, who are yes. in the top A-Q-U-I-N-A-S, yeah? Yes, yes yeah. Right. So, um, when I went there, was like, a, that was a crazy step. We had um, a couple big recruits on my team, so mm-hmm. the most famous one, Neville Gallimore, who got drafted to the Cowboys this year. Mm-hmm. Um, who was that? Sorry, it couple- cut out a second. Oh, Neville Gallimore. Neville Gallimore. He's a D-lineman, isn't it? D-lineman for Dallas Cowboys. So we had, like, big-name recruits in my prep school. Mm -hmm. So going in, it was hard. You had to fight for positions. Of course. For myself, it was never um, do I belong. It it was more so I had to show these guys that I do belong. Mm -hmm. So I came out with an attitude that I may mess up, but I'm going to mess up 100%. Yeah. You know, I'm going to win every rep somehow. Yeah. It's either beating the old lineman, stay in my gap, or if it's yeah. making the play, yeah. I'm going to make. I'm gonna stand out somehow. So yeah. after training camp, which was one of the hardest training camps I had at that point, mm-hmm. um, I was starting in the game, started all the games. And then when I went to university, mm-hmm. um, we weren't playing. The competition was still great, well-coached competition, mm-hmm. great players. A lot of them went on to play in the CFL. Mm-hmm. But they weren't the players that we played that I played at prep school. So I understand. Major. Yes. Yeah. I, I understand. So, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So prep school was more of a step up than college. Yeah. But college was still like a wake up call. Because yeah. At this time, I was playing. I was nineteen. Yeah. Playing at like twenty five year olds. Yeah. Um. So it was still a big. Mm-hmm. It was a step up. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Like with prep school, you kind of it's a lot more spread out. You could play a school, mm-hmm. and there's a top ten recruit because it's just where he lives. And yeah. then you go to a college; it can be very based on the area or based on if they can recruit. Who's got money? There's a little bit more variables. Exactly. Yeah. So I do appreciate yeah. that. I can see that you get you probably had a more varied experience at prep school than you did at college, just on the base of. Mm-hmm. The, the situation which is which is well, I will say a commemoration to you mate because if you taking yourself and putting yourself in that situation is definitely like it's something to applaud even before we've yeah. even touching on college and stuff like if, if you look at it for football we don't have that kind of environment in the UK do we you play a school no. you play the area mm. that's it you don't get to yeah. go to your tournaments of or where you play people out of state or whatever and you kind of put yourself in, in situation. Exactly. yeah so I, I, I completely yeah. understand because one one big thing i've seen in especially uk ball yeah 
is there's like a lot of borders in the UK, but they are they aren't subjected to the level of competition. Yes, they should be getting. Yes, so they either regress or stay stagnant at the level that they're at at the moment. Mm-hmm. Big fish in a small pond, fish in a big pond. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and obviously you've had the sink or swim sort of position, so I, I think your yeah. opinion is. It's appreciated and it's valid. It's not something I don't think anyone can look at and disagree with because you look at the positions you put yourself in. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I, I think you, I think you have a valid opinion, and it's, it should be validated a little bit more than people. Some, if they listen to this, though. Yeah. So, when you're out in Canada, what was the best bit of the football culture? The best bit of the football culture. Hmm. I would say the locker room. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's college and again it's real life, so you don't get along with everyone. Of course. But there's still that like family yeah. commodity around that makes sense. Yeah, so, I understand. Even being a freshman that had like fifth year seniors, fourth year seniors, yeah. um, look after me, give me advice, always have my back. Yeah. You know, the people I came into the college with so my my class, mm-hmm. we were like, we're all still close. We speak to this day. Yep. We're all like different walks of life. Some mm-hmm. pros, yep. some stop playing football. We're all like talk almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. And I think that's my favorite part. Like to this day, I tell everyone half my friends are in Canada right now. I spent four years there. So yeah. Uh, yeah. You make brothers for life. That's the best thing yeah. about no, being in Canada. I, I definitely appreciate it. So, just to update everyone on this situation, where are you right now? Where are you playing football? I, I am playing football in Mallorca, Spain. Oh, okay, so it's not too bad, but obviously the weather and how it's been is a little bit not what you'd expect, but it's... Yeah, yeah. but the weather the last week, last week, two weeks has been pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's like sunny right now. So. Yeah, no. Uh, the, what is, I heard the stat of the snow situation in Spain was one of the heart of worst things they've ever had in like their yeah. existence and the the almost the ironical part for yourself is like you've been in Canada and you've been in the UK it's like it's a normal yeah. it's a normal day mm-hmm. it's not it didn't, yeah yeah so the good thing was though the, the snow was in Madrid yeah and Mallorca is just like a, an island off yeah of Spain mm-hmm. so we didn't get any snow but it was pretty cold over here yeah yeah I hate snow too so <laughs> yeah I'm glad mm-hmm so, where you've where what teams the teams that you've played in in sort of the last sort of year two years or so, how has it been yeah. like adjusting to the culture? Because I'm going to be honest, you've thrown yourself in the deep end when you were eight, nineteen. <laughs> like, yeah. I can almost I'm almost I'm I don't want to seem like I'm answering my my, my own question, but mm. I don't think it almost phases you. <laughs> it, no, it really doesn't. So, like, I. I moved to Bristol when I was like 15, 16. So I've always had to adjust quickly. I played in Bristol for two years. Yeah. I went to Canada prep school for a year. I went to college three years. And I'm so I'm used to like traveling and not sitting still. Yeah. Yeah, not sitting still. So I'm I know how to like maneuver around it. Mm -hmm. And it also brings a level of determination because wherever I go to, I want to be one of the best players, if not the best player, Mm -hmm. especially on defense. So I understand. Going to a new team is just more to prove to myself mm-hmm. that okay, cool. I may be, I may have done this, and this in Germany or in Finland or Poland, mm-hmm. but it's a completely new, different country with new challenges. Yeah, I understand. So, yeah, and every country has their own like 
different challenges. That yes. Sense. So yes, I completely understand. Just, yeah, it adds, it just adds to the game. Mm-hmm. Something else that I can pull out in the future. So yeah, no, I, I completely appreciate that. I, um, so a few things I want to I want to ask questions wise is like, do you, what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself grounded? When I say grounded, I don't because obviously you're changing different environments. But what is it that you like, for instance, like trust the process, or do you have like a repeat, uh, repetitive phrase you say, or is it, or is it just in the situation, understand it as fast as possible, and just be the best you can? For me, it's more so no lose situation, no lose, yeah. Make up, yeah, and make of it what you will. Because one thing that Actually, it's the saying maybe my mum gave me, but mm. she always told me that it's not the score that makes the players, it's the players that make the score. Yeah. So it's not like the players make the team, it's what you make of your situation that yeah, makes the team. Yeah, of course. So yeah. Um, always try, I always try to make the better situation mm-hmm. that I'm in. Um, for example, I know that here in Europe, I won't, get, I won't have the same facilities or quality of football training that I would in Canadian colleges. Mm-hmm. But... I can still make the most of it. Yes. There's still players who sign TFL, NFL contracts from Europe. Yep. Um, same way we went to Finland. It wasn't the same as Germany, mm-hmm. but it had its own unique feel to it. Yes, I understand. Unique, I, I just learned my situation and made the most out of it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be able to have access to a field all the time. Mm-hmm. So Potsdam, Finland, yeah. and Germany, and Frankfurt had access to a field all the time. Mm-hmm. But in Bitgush, and Mallorca is it's hard. It's harder to get access to all the time, so you just have to yeah um, maneuver around it and make the best of the situation. Yeah, yeah. I got. Um, I don't know if you played with Calvin Stitt, but he said something is you're better off preparing to be ready than waiting to be ready. Yeah, and so exactly. I can kind I play, of yeah yeah. We played against each other in 2019. Yeah, Frankfurt versus Albury. So yeah, yeah. So no, so um, I I do appreciate your sort of your mindset because that's kind of the big sort of. This is kind of so. Uh, I'll, I'll start again. So my background is sports psychology, and obviously mm. with the the podcast, his name is the Stables. But the the premise is different ho- different horses for different courses. Like not every horse is running the same is running the same race, but they've, because they've all got different directions and different perspectives and where they want to go and so forth. So it's very unique to yeah. see like where your head's at as to what direction you're going and what is it that you you're doing now like for instance what happened like we've had the guys like for instance harry innis who was profane was training for the nfl development scheme at 20 and you've got someone like yourself and you've thrown yourself in the deep end it's like there's guys that are younger than me and you and younger younger than that that will look up to your story and you're making it achievable like it's you're you're taking the you're taking the bat on them running with it as fast as you can it's just wanting to know like what is what's keeping you ticking it's really interesting to get this perspective from you um i think at this point in my career the biggest thing that's keeping me ticking because mm-hmm. i remember when i left um to canada for the first time mm-hmm. my whole goal was to become the best linebacker in europe yeah i was saying it when i was in bristol in, in kx i was always saying i'm be a best linebacker in europe mm-hmm. when i left college and i came to Potsdam, i said new goal be the best linebacker in europe Mm-hmm. And I'm at a stage in my career where it is arguable that I can say I'm the best European linebacker in Europe. Yep. Um. So that kind of goal has kind of faded out because I look around and I, and I feel like 
I don't sound cucky, but I feel like I can make that argument yes. to anyone out there. Yes. Um. So right now, the goal has changed, and it's basically to been to create like a footprint in the European yes, in the I European world. I understand. Yeah. So I completely I understand be able that. To, so when you was talking about encouraging the next generation, I actually want to be yeah. that guy who they look at. So exactly. I I know coming from the UK. There's people who who are like FA, yeah. um, Tiggy, Sanko, yeah. who obviously made it from the UK, so they're always going to be the household names in American football in the UK. Yeah, household but wanna... names, but there's more names yeah. in the house than people think. Definitely. This, is, this, is, this, yeah. is, this is my sort of argument I'm having. In, not I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's an argument, it's more a perspective. I, I, yeah. I, like People like yourself, you have a part to play, and like your impact now, yes, it's on the gridiron, yes, it's on the pitch, but you're... Like I spoke to John Kenyon, who played at Potsdam, and I said to him, "Like mm. that, you got you look, you see the change in players in sport. It seems to only be in American football. Like they make better managers than they than they do in English football. Like how can yeah. you have a like? You, how many players are, are sorry, ex players are sort of front front room office or helping running the organisations? Mm. If you look at it in football, English football, it's it's the other way around." Yeah. So it's definitely I can understand and see your idea, and I, I kind of want to help you promote this message as best I can. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation. Oh, um, always, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely get it. So your ne- your goal at the moment, you obviously I know that you attended the NFL pathway and pre- preparing for the CFL Global Combine. Yeah. And you're obviously it's like you're going back to Canada now with a different perspective. Do you think your experience in Europe is almost it's it's worked out better for you than it being the other way because it's the grinding part, it's the it's, it's the craft, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so yeah, one one thing that I would say about Europe that I didn't get whilst in Canada. So in Canada, I was um, more so focusing on the technical aspect of football. Mm-hmm. So it was a wider field uh, and all the other bits, emotion, yeah, yeah, all yeah, other bits and bobs. So I had to focus on more so the technical side. So mm-hmm. I had all my reads, had everything down that I needed at the time down to a pet. Mm-hmm. And coming to Europe, I had to take a step back and then reevaluate myself as a football player. Yeah. In college, I was, I think, 210, 215 playing yep. um, inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I could get away with that because of the way the Canadian game is played. Yeah. Where it's more so uh, more space to run. So you had to be more agile and faster. Yes. Um, whereas when I came back to Europe, I had to then focus on the physical side again. Yes, so yeah, a bit more downhill. More weight, yeah. Be more downhill, be more aggressive with O-linemen. Mm-hmm. And that was part of my game that as it, where I was at the time in Canada, I didn't, I couldn't work on. Yeah. Because I didn't have to I understand, work I understand. Yeah, so being in Europe, I've, I've um, picked up some great, um, some great habits. Mm-hmm. And... I already believe it can help me even more in the CFR. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely, I definitely can agree with that and appreciate that. I think also the second part uh, that I touch on is like you, you, the game is the game is it goes two one or two ways at linebacker. It's either the the smaller guys that have can play the sort of the nickel and be the guy that can come outside the box and be moved back in, and then mm-hmm. guys like yourself where it doesn't matter now. You can be moved out, yeah. you can be moved back in because you've done it all and you've got the resume to prove it. It's, I mm. definitely 
I can definitely see the sort of potential for yourself in terms of. Well, I'm almost. I don't want to talk on your behalf like your agent, but you've you've got the resume there. You've got the capability there. I yeah. don't see why. It, the adjustment is almost like I've been preparing for this. Like I guess yeah. I, I definitely see it. So mm. next next point, when you attended the CFL Combine, was how was that sort of experience for you? If you had you been a part of those things in Canada, had you? Yes, yeah, so I've. Sort of... I watched all of the combines in Canada because it in Canada that's like the it's equivalent to NFL combine. Yep. So everyone's watching everyone they know. Right, so mm-hmm. if you played against LSU, you're gonna be watching Devin White, yeah, all over all of the LSU guys perform. So the same with me in the CFL combat. I've been watching it since I was in prep school because yeah. I want to know what the threshold is and yeah, how I and envision myself there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, good. This is good. Yeah, I never, I actually never thought I actually participate in one because mm-hmm. while I was in Canada, they had a the Godfather rule, so basically you couldn't get drafted unless you had a parent or grandparent who was Canadian. Ah, uh, so a bit like the situation with English football, if you could play for Ireland or Scotland, if you've yeah. got like a family member removed. Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a very big highlight rule yeah. there. So that's called the Godfather rule. That's something. Mm. So that kind yeah. of like crushed my dream back then, and I didn't think I would see myself as a combine. So mm-hmm. actually participating in one. Even though I didn't put the numbers up at one to two, it's not about that. It's about yeah. the second part. You you learn more mm. from it because, as you said yourself, I don't. Sorry if I'm cutting you off, but yeah. you've done the part. You've played the game long enough that it's never been the part of where it's okay. What's your times here? What's your what's mm. your L drill? It's it's it puts it the other way because you get the guys that test really well and then. Yeah. compete on the field it's touch and go mm. or you get the guys that don't test very well but you put them on the pitch doesn't matter so yeah. I, I can understand your point of view mm. so but one is that you do need the numbers for the 40 yards of vert mm-hmm. so with the nfl perfect program um i i worked out for them two years in a row mm-hmm. and were in communication a lot yeah and so only they never had issue about my playing, never had issue about my history. This only the issue they had was about my combine testing. Mm-hmm. So, if like a young guy listening to this, like you can be the best player you can be. Yeah. But if you want to play pro, you have to get your foot in the door, and for that you need a combine testing. Yeah. So, I'm in a fortunate situation with the CFL where I've been out there. They've seen me play when I was out in Canada. Yeah. I was one of the best linebackers for my class, and being a European. Yeah. In Canada, being the best one, the best in yeah. the position is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So my foot was already in the door for Martin Canada because yeah. they, they knew of me. Mm-hmm. They see my tape. They know who I who I yeah. played. And then even when I came to Europe, I played in, in GFL, which a lot of people say is the best yeah. league, uh, league in Europe. Mm-hmm. So they kind of know the level of competition I played. So mm-hmm. I've been in a fortunate position, yeah. even though I didn't put the best numbers, that they are still interested mm-hmm. in me. But the kids, and if I had known this, um, going back, I would have paid more attention to the combat oh, yeah. testing because that gets you your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can touch on that subject. I was invited to uh, a combine. I was 18, the top 150 kids in the UK. We went there. Mm-hmm. I'd never been a part of that environment, but I'd been a part of like Olympic and, pre- and Paralympic preparations for people. So I had seen the top end 
understanding of environments and how you conduct yourself and so forth. But then it's like the 40 yard, it was like, I've never ran one. Yeah. <laughs> like I was 18 at the time. And then looking mm-hmm. at it now and look at that experience, it's like, these are the things that needed to happen in order for the sport to grow because it's it's like you learn from your mistakes and it, it, I don't look at anything I've done at the moment in the sport as a mistake and look at it in terms of understanding how far the sport's come growing and if you want to go further in the sport you must conduct yourself like an NFL pro all the time exactly and it's mm-hmm. it's definitely something like I think you've touched on it that you how can I explain it you're not satisfied and you're still hungry even as you said with your how much you your tape is your position how far you was in the, in Canada, you're still like, yeah, but that's still not enough to get me the spot Hello? given to me. Hello? 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 Yeah, so you cut off a little bit. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, so, I was, sorry, I touched on in terms of if your position is very unique as to where you was in in Canada and how you've got to that position, that you're not you're not satisfied with with it because obviously the job's not given mm-hmm. to you or handed to you, and you still have to put yeah. the work in, even if you think it, you're 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 ready and you're valid. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's just, I'm very I'm... again. There's like a lot of kids Hello? who are. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, can you, hear me? can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's just I think it might just yeah. be a frequency issue. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So like for a lot of guys there's a hundred there's a thousand kids in the u.s who can do what we can do in europe mm-hmm. so for us to there's pathway programs right now but for us to go get into the pathway programs and actually stay in the pop we have to be able to do more than what these guys can do mm-hmm. now for the cfo we're competing against canadians Mm-hmm. And the bridge may be a bit smaller, but it's still a hundred Canadian kids who can do what we can do. So we have to step out and actually mm-hmm. make a difference and pay attention to the small little things. Yeah, I understand. That makes total sense. It's it's a very unique sort of situation. Yeah. The the combine and obviously when you're like I can't Maritz Boinger's he he what set him apart was his forty time. So it's, it comes back to the same things as the fundamentals. Obviously, that every coach talks about it, but the fundamentals seems to always be the thing that everyone goes, oh, I forgot about that. Not saying that you forgot about it, but it's like, yeah, it, it's something that gets lost in the bigger picture, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. So touching on now your sort of preparation for the Global Combine, how has that been? It's been... It's been up and down. It's been very rocky because mm-hmm. um, I got invited to the National Combine last year. Yeah. But of the COVID, so I was training for that for two, three months. Mm-hmm. It got cancelled. Yeah. But I kept going to the field during lockdown. Um, I found like a little park where I could do my pull-ups, do little uh, street workouts. Yeah. So I was doing all of this stuff for five, six months mm-hmm. until... At one point, I realized, okay, it doesn't make sense financially for the CFL to have a season this year, mm-hmm. right? So I need to make sure I still play football mm-hmm. so I don't waste a year. So after the six months, I was thinking, I looked around for teams, and then I went to Finland, right? So once I was in Finland, I just stopped kind of preparing for the CFL combine mm-hmm. and get into um, season mode. Yes, I understand, 
yeah, halfway through the season, the CFL had a little um, Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Now they're but they they are making plans for the combine at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So I start working the combine again. Yeah, it gets cancelled. Yeah, I say okay, cool. It got, it got pushed back. So then I said, okay, cool. I can go to Poland in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And then after Poland, I can go straight there. I'll still be in shape. I'll still be in football shape. Yeah. And I work on combine and stuff. So it's been on and off just because the uncertainty, the delays, the, you go like months without hearing from them. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It's, but now they set a date for the draft. They set a date for the virtual yeah. combine. So now my head's just down and I'm working. Yeah, no, it does make total sense. It's, uh, how can I explain it? You have it with boxing and sometimes you have the big fight, but you know that you can't be sat waiting for another year for the next big fight. So sometimes having those small route, those small, like small fights that kind of just keep you fresh, keep you, keep you on your toes, keeping everything. uh, I I generally think that you're, you, I, Cadell, I think you've probably got one of the most professional approaches to sport that I've ever had the opportunity of listening to or even like saying I just want to say that as a compliment to you Cadell like I've honestly I can't think of any other way you can't this isn't happening for you no I'm not saying that I'm saying that in positive ways like this how professional you're you're taking the sport and how you're taking yourself and how it is you are showing the new standard of great British football I, I think that I really think that what you're doing and how you're looking at the sport is you're doing it like you're like you're almost a 10 year vet. I mean, granted, you've been playing that as many years as that, but like you've been playing 10 years in the pros. It's not like you're you're working up. It's you've always seen it at that level. It's just a case of compete, compete, compete. Um, So then do you here's a here's an here's an interesting question do you think your time with aj wentland played a big has played like a decent understanding of your sort of direction and where you're at it it played a big role because obviously um when he came to corpio yeah he's the best linebacker in uh europe yeah he's where i want to be so Mm -hmm. it it did it really helped but i i wouldn't credit him for it so also i'll credit um, it's been over the years, so I've met a lot of no, people of and players, yeah, who I will consider as like mentors. So mm-hmm. I have uh, Hina Mwamba, who's one of the best Canadian linebackers in the C- CFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Shomala, who was with me during my college years. Tavis Smith, who was with me at Potsdam. Mm-hmm. AJ at Corpio, and then Josh Azir. I his last name. He's going to kill me for that, but. So I had like mentors who've helped me to look past mm-hmm. where I, my situation right now because, again, yeah, if you look at your situation right now, you're going to be stuck having tunnel vision. Yeah. Whereas if you prepare and make sure that you're ready for situations, because you you can't get ready, you're gonna you just you have to be ready. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I've had mentors over the years who've helped me help shape my mindset. Yeah. Maybe because they've had years in the league. They've been in the league for a bit and stopped playing, or mm-hmm. were chasing the same dream. Yeah. So, yeah. But my time with AJ was really good. I learned a lot with him. Yeah. Like playing with someone like him is. I don't think I played with linebacker like AJ before. So mm-hmm. no, yeah, that's, so that's, that's a great Yeah, I'm, I'm asking that question. I'm asking the question is because he's. 
I, I'm, I'm, hopefully I'm going to have him on the show soon. Uh, I have spoken yeah. to him a little bit. Is his shape and size is almost like I'm. I don't want to say it's like almost above average in American shape and size. It's like how many kids are like AJ in America if, if they always decide to come to Europe, and it would be an absolute. It would be it would tear the league up. And then if you had those yeah. sort of size players all playing in in well if you had his size playing rugby it'd be the same point even for yourself like the size of you two it's like my god you could put you could play professional rugby just on how the the size of the size that you are and how you're taking the game it's very unique how because i see with aj's it's like he's he's just he's just a different he's different breed of human and yeah. it's, and it's and a lot of it is like, I want to ask him: Is it the psychology? Is it the state? Is it the area? And like with yourself, it's almost like you're thrown in a situation and you, you're it's thriving in it. There's no other option. It's 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 yours is very unique in comparison compared to AJ's because of studying the game since you were seven. And no disrespect to him whatsoever, but it's a different yeah. kettle of fish, and it's it's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. So with the CFL Global Combine, you've got the times and stuff ready. Is it just waiting for the moment for the season over to then put the numbers in and stuff? Or is it just... It's got all... So is, I don't know how they're going to do the virtual combine, but mm-hmm. it's just waiting on them to give us the go-ahead to send all the clips yeah. in for them mm-hmm. and then go go on from there. Yeah. Um. So we, we have a date set for the draft. So I yeah. think that's going to be... I think I can say it's 11th of April. Yep. Um, so we have that date set. The original date for the combine meant to be March twenty sixth or twenty eighth. Yep. So I think the, the virtual combine will be around that time. So that's yep. just the uh, time frame that we're looking at mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, that makes total sense. It, it does sort of look at your situation. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a month or so. So with the season coming up, how is how is sort of your perspective is was how is your perspective towards the season, knowing that these goals are happening? Is it just carry on every day, just prepare, 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 take each game as it comes? Towards the Spanish season? Yeah. Um yeah, so being so one thing about me is that I I have more than one plan with football mm-hmm. because especially during the COVID year. You can never be too certain about how life's going to turn out. Of course. So, whilst I'm here in Barcelona, um, mm-hmm. sorry, um, Mallorca. Mallorca. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to fine-tune little parts of my game, which I may not have been able to show so much on film. Yeah. So, for me, one thing that you won't see a lot of on my highlight tapes is mm-hmm. my coverage skills. Yes. If you watch, if you watch a game um, from me, um, in Frankfurt, yeah, college, even some of my older games, I can drop in coverage, yeah, and I can move, especially for the type of position I play, yeah. However, I don't show it on film as much, so yes, I me just work, yeah, it's working on those small little mm-hmm. things, yeah, so I can show that I can do more than just be a Mac linebacker or yeah, linebacker. I understand, I understand, because yeah, so. if when if you don't the game. We, the less need for substitutions for defense, the less less chance for error. Because obviously, if you mm. it doesn't it doesn't matter what set comes out, what formation, whatever X's and O's part you want to look at it. As mm. long as you're 
it, it it's like being prepared for everything. It's I, I can almost say that I think you've brought up a very good sort of comparison without even realizing in, in Jalen Smith. Mm. Like Jalen Smith is it well, he I don't see him in the way that you play and I don't see much difference. Yeah. Because Jalen Smith was the he was the outside linebacker. He was Mike and then he got moved to outside and then it's almost fitted him better doing that. Because of obviously the situations that he is and the athlete that he is, and it's the same thing for you. I see. I don't see any difference in your athletic ability than him. It's just a case of circumstance. I, I think that you you got a bright future ahead, and I don't. I think you've barely even just touched the surface. Thank you. It's, I believe um, that too. I no, I got, yeah. No belief. Yeah. Self belief is all in it. I, the more you say it, the more you feel it. I think that's the. I think that's the right way to be. I don't think it should always be, oh, I'm being cocky. No, it's self-belief. If you don't think... Definitely. Yeah, because I'm, I've I've got a background in powerlifting and a big part of some of the coaching standards that I took from Olympic and Paralympic people is if you go up to that platform thinking, I can't do it, turn around and walk away mm-hmm. because you've already confirmed to your, your body you're not going to do it because you've already said it's too far a task. Yeah. So having those ego part of I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. It's self-talk. It's positivity. It lifts you up. I, I just think the more you, the more you speak more about yourself in this way, and the more it confirms. Obviously, I understand it confirms it to yourself mm-hmm. as yeah. it is with what you're doing. But don't do not change. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't stress it enough because you've. This is what's got you here. I I I think you're it's the CFL. You're going to show the CFL a different version of you before because you've grown and you've adapted with it all. Exactly. It's 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 just amazing, mate. How how you've gone from the school situations to how you've come to Europe, how you've attacked each country differently. Mm-hmm. You are putting a footprint in 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 Europe. It's just how big is that footprint? I don't know. You don't know, yeah. but I can certainly sell that. It's it's brilliant, mate. I Thank you. I just got. I just want to reach out to um, the agency that works with you. It's INS, isn't it? INS, yeah. INS management. Yeah, INS. I yeah. can't thank them enough for giving me the opportunity to get in contact with you, yeah. Cadell. Um, so, is there any sort of things that you want to touch on, or any sort of sponsors, or anything you'd like to talk about at this moment? I just want to give um, INS a big shout out. Chris does yeah. a great job for us guys. He has our backs through it all. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to EP Sports. They're going to be sponsoring yep. me again next season, wherever wherever yep. I play. And mm-hmm. I just want to tell everyone listening: if you are a kid in you in Europe, want to make football a career for himself, um, attack it with both hands, but also make sure that yep. you look beyond football because football is going to last a certain amount of time. What you do after yep. football can and should be more impactful than what you do when you play football. understand, yep. That makes total sense. Uh, Justin Tuck, uh, NFL pro, he's now working for, I think it's Golden Sachs. Mm-hmm. He's uh, into, he's, you uh, all like this story, Cadell. He's like, um, he's really high up in terms of international business for professional players. Yeah. So in terms of how they do their finances and how they look at the circumstances, like everything he did in the sport means is almost like nothing compared to how he attacks the financial world yeah. so i i think that everything you're saying it resonates and i just i can't thank you enough and i wish you 
I'm not even going to say it's a wish because it's. I, I, I think that's the wrong word. You're going to go far. You're going to take the Great Amen. British flag and you're going to run with it. And I can't wait to, well, see how far you take it. Thank you. But I appreciate that. If there's anything you need from me, uh, any sort of communications or any sort of help, I do have some people in Spain. That if you need if anything, I'll, I'll help you any way I can. But Thank you.